is the truth. A truth waiting for a voice. The KCUR Digital Radio Network proudly presents to you that voice. And now, broadcasting to you at the speed of light. From her mobile command unit, somewhere on the celestial highway. The host of hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. Wanna take a ride? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hyperspace at KCMR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Hope everybody's enjoying Fantopia Friday here at KCR Digital Radio Network with UFO Classified with Erica Luke's The Paradigm Matrix with Willie Miranda, and Military X-Files with Matt Maloney. You can listen live to the show on your phone calling in at 641-741-0800. You can sign into the chat at kcrradio.com and participate with the show in chat. Or you can call in with a question on Skype at KCR Radio or call in and ask a question at 702-425-9230. And you can text your questions or comments at hashtag KCR on Twitter. And you can also follow me on Twitter under Solaris Blue Raven if you're so inclined. My most recent book, One Million Miles Till Midnight, is available on Amazon.com and Kindle. So pick up your copy today. If you have not already, I have a new one coming out in a few months. A shout out to Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch the replay of Hyperspace on Thursday evenings at their network. You can also catch the archives for free here at KCWR Digital Radio Network in the archives section. If you'd like to support the station at KCWR, just click the donate button to show your support for the station or host of your choosing. And we certainly support you. We certainly thank you for supporting this incredible network. I'm in between worlds. You can catch the replay for Hyperspace at Paranormal UK Radio Network each Friday night. From 8 p.m. till 10 p.m., that's pretty much mean time. Don't forget that. And, you know, I just wanted to uh, point out a few things here before we get started. I, I uh, mentioned this on my other show. For those of you who, inter- who have listened to my introduction over the years for Raven Star's Witching Hour and also Hyperspace, you'll notice the beautiful music is, is a signature music that's created specifically for me by Vincent um, Clare, who has passed on. And I just wanted to acknowledge that from Angels of Liberty. He was a phenomenal musician and writer. He passed away April in... In 2017, it wasn't publicized, and I, I lost touch with him, and I found out that he had passed and moved on. So, once again, it's uh, he's he's here in the in the ethers and consciousness and the time capsule, and we certainly just love him for the music he's put out over the years, and and also it's very spe- you know special for me this music. So, just wanted to make a point to uh, to mention that tonight. And on a higher note, I, my special guest this evening, I have wonderful guests for you all tonight. My special guest this evening is Jerry Ablin and Vish. And let me get you their bios here. Very, very modest bios, I must say. Nisha is a creative person living a creative life. She's the co-host of Knox Mente and a working artist that finds expression in many mediums, from time arts and oil painting to fiber arts and wood carving. And that's an underestimate right there. And Jerry Ablon, I hope I have his name right. Jerry is a software engineer, researcher. <laughs> he's going to correct me. Author and YouTube content creator. When he's not creating marketing automation innovations at his day job, he enjoys researching reality, anomalies, aliens, and most for henna. In 2016, he purchased a Nikon P900, which allowed him to better film the moon and thus begin this foray into creating videos. And since then, he's created hundreds of time-lapse videos of the sky during different times of the day. That's pretty cool right there. I like that. I haven't checked those out, Jerry. I'll have to check them out. He's also the creator of the monthly Saturday Night Hive roundtable show on YouTube. And Jerry can be found weekly as a guest on the Cruising with Steak live radio show broadcast on Gramerica FM as well as Knox Mente. And this is a really, really honor and pleasure for me to welcome both Jerry and Niche to the show this evening. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having us on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank yeah, you. The, table, the table has turned. <laughs> Indeed, it has. It's the last time I was on your show, right? I had such a great time with both of you. I want you to know that it was fun. Thanks. It was really great talking to you too. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was very intimate, actually. Yeah, it was. But you're both very awesome at what you do. You're awesome interviewers. You know, let everybody know how to tune into your show while we're here. Knox Mente. Sure. Well, we broadcast a live show every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock on YouTube. And our channel is linked. You can go to our website and put it that way. Our website, knoxmente.com. We'll take you right to a page with links to our channel and whatnot. So you can listen to it in podcast form or watch it live. And the live watching it live gives you the benefit of being able to ask questions because we do a Q&A at the end. Beautiful. Excellent. And, and we have a great chat, a great core group of people. Mm-hmm. We, oh, also ma- we also maintain a Discord server so we can chat with our listeners and some guests. Some guests choose to uh, participate and you know what Discord is, right? Yes, but you need to let everybody else know who who might uh, not know. It's uh, it's like I don't know a chat system. It's like IRC if you're the, if you're old like me. IRC was an old text based chat system on the internet. This is more graphical. Runs on Windows. Very good, awesome. And it has it's a server with different channels. Very awesome. Yes, right. We have room. We have lots of rooms in there, like rooms for. We have a dream room and on process of dreaming strange stuff in the sky you know a bookstore a, a book library room a cult room just about everything and so that's it's great getting pretty active oh i love that you know I, I noticed that both of you are very much into the dream world the dream times so, so let, let everybody know how you got first of all how did how did Knox mente formulate how did you create the show Jerry, I'll let you take it. <laughs> <laughs> you let me. It's, it's your crew. So um, Nish and I, we met in another person's live chat. I don't remember. Was it? I don't remember if it was Chanter or someone else. It was. We met together. We met each other kind of in chat, <clears throat> a live chat on YouTube. And, and we talked about, we talked after that. And she approached me. I don't know when it was like. Uh, middle of, before the middle of 2017 and she's like i want to do this podcast and i got this idea and i think you but i don't know how to do it and i was like i know how to do it but i don't have a good idea so it was like peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's, we're gonna be two years in june just crazy yeah. yeah you make a good team yeah it works we do it works. yeah, it does work. yeah. we're kind of like an old married couple well, in the illusion of space. Well, you are. So you're partners in the illusion of space and time. <laughs> yeah, right? I know, right? That's kind of scary, right, Jerry? <laughs> Here's more scary really? <laughs> When we you. start to secretly hate each other, then it will probably get scary. Oh, that will never oh, happen. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. That will never happen whatsoever. That was true. I'm a smart but. Yes, very good. Well, I wanted to dive into some questions here. So we you said, um, we did touch a little bit on, on your formulation of the show itself. But what about the dream time? And so far as dreams go, where did you all get involved in really getting into decoding dreams? What sparked that? Well, it, it's not individually before Knox Mente. I've always been interested in dreams. It's always been something I've focused on since I, as early as I can remember back. And, and fortunately my momo was one of those types of people that promoted the talk of dreams. So she would ask, ask me, what did I dream the night before? And was pretty active in trying to uh, allow me my space as far as what 
what the content was without ascribing any meaning. So I was able to nurture dreams and nurture the idea of being in that state of consciousness as opposed to this state of consciousness. And and it, then I that poured over into my life with friends. It was always a subject a subject that I would talk about with people, and and then it culminated in years of of me really diving into the depth aspect of dreams with certain people in a non in a therapeutic way through oracles like tarot and talking as a, a coven member because I'm a witch, uh, and, but not as a, an illegal, like a, like I had a degree or anything in it. It was just a, a way to move through psychic content and emotional content and through the waves of our lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you have anything to add, Jerry? No, I, ha- I had no interest in dreams at all until, <laughs> until uh, Nish brought this up. But Interesting. Go ahead. I'm I, no, I, I'm like a natural pattern seeker, seer, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, however way you want to look at it. I see patterns in a lot of things, and it's a good fit because yeah. I can see patterns in dreams that other people may not see. Excellent. So, do, are you both? It sounds like you obviously need you do a lot of dreaming. What about you, Jerry? No, I'm a like a log. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> very, very interesting, right there. And, and Nish, I wanted to dive into your your background in the craft. It, it's a lineage craft. Yes, it, and it's but it, it's not like uh, <sighs> Solaris. You know how this goes. Okay. It's <laughs> it's not it's not that it's not that it was so named that way. Do you know what I'm saying? So yes, I got the cunning stuff and the the ways from my mother's side through my grandmother and great grandmother. But my great grandmother would have never been all right with the title witch. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. What did she call herself? I I think she was just. I, I don't recall her calling herself anything. It was just all kind of cunning ways. Everything she did had a little um, enchantment to it too. So it was little things she'd do in the kitchen, cooking. It was the garden. It was the. Uh, all the folkish stuff with almost everything. Now she was a Victorian. So my great grandmother, that is, was a Victorian coming out of that period. And it was also, you know, that was part of the charm of the Victorian period. It was so repressed that a lot of that folkish stuff seeped out in strange ways. And we see it in, in the whole spiritual this movement with, uh, you know, crystals and stuff like that. So when it moved down to my momo, by the time it got there, I mean, she, my momo was just full on, you know, I mean, I just came into, she, she's the hippie generation mm-hmm. and having come from these other women, these very independent, strong women, her mother, my gr- grandmother you know left her husband because she wanted to dance and she didn't want to be a mother and I don't and uh so it it moved in in that way where my mama was not afraid of the title because it wouldn't put her out of out of commission in society where it would have my great-grandmother in in her time Mm mm-hmm Right. So you see, I'm saying the language has been very tricky as it's moved through time. You just couldn't claim it 
True. You know, I think the 1920s changed a lot where you could easily claim it a little bit more in public, but by the 60s, you know, people were starting to just claim it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of my grandmother, too, because, you know, she was an Eastern star, but very much into the what we call craft today. However, it was never titled that way either. So, yeah, definitely. And I think that back then you really couldn't talk about what you were involved in uh, without a lot of judgment and persecution. Right. Yes. Yeah. I come from a long line of, of course, Eastern stars. My my grandmother, my great grandmother, and her sister Orpha were in the very first wave of the Odd Fellows. I have their paperwork, which is so fantastic. Cool. It was like a yeah. dollar membership a year. Uh, so that you know, they had all that ceremonial stuff behind them for sure. Mm-hmm. That's such a nice lineage to preserve. It really is. I agree. It's yeah. weird there's a, such a scare factor, but then I love that about the mystery schools. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, th- some things don't change, but the more I get involved in, in mysticism of the craft or any any aspect of magic at all, I realize that I have to go within and keep it more cloaked these days. I tried to come out for a while there, and, and I found that more people weren't appreciating the data or it was just, uh, it's too sacred sometimes to even e- expose. Yes. I I actually steer away from it. I often say I'm not the kind of witch you read about. Mm-hmm. And because I don't identify with like the Wicca movement and I don't identify with the New Agers, there are aspects of all of it that I love, absolutely mm-hmm. love and honor. But I just, I feel like I'm, I'm writing to, I'm, I'm on my own path. Yep. And, uh, but I still am one to claim the title witch because it's powerful. And I think, it's a good thing to claim. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of the, the whip it name title type, witches. and you know, you know me out there. I'm not, everything is not witchcraft and all these glossy photos and, you know, it's just in everything you do. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really interesting because to me, it seems like, and I, I like Wicca and I like all these other, I don't want to call them modalities at this point. They are modalities. But it's interesting because it seems like it's been hijacked. I'm seeing that a lot of the craft, the witchcraft, yes. has been hijacked by whatever it is that's kind of just watering it down and diluting the the credibility and the quality of, of magic itself. And that's one of the reasons I'm kind of, I'm not rogue per se, but I am in that same realm where I just do my own thing and stand in my own power and do claim the name as guided. But definitely, you know, it seems to me like the, those of us who are really the the avatars, the real priestesses, are just looking a little sideways at some of the stuff that's going on. It's losing, it's definitely losing its luster from this, yes. this recent, right. yeah. like weird, this we it's been co-opted and it's mm-hmm. lost its mystery. Exactly. And then they're hijacking the symbols, which it waters down the tech. I mean, to me, it's a technology because it's a frequency, but still it's watering everything yes. down. So once again, it's not, a, not all witches are created equal in the illusion of, I know it sounds arrogant, but it's really true. <laughs> it's what you do. It's, it's where you come from, from the cosmos, how you incarnate here, how many lives you had on a planet. I go on and on. Yes. And also the, the, um, the aspects of who we come or where we come from as a, at the cellular level. So yeah, it's a very complex system, no doubt. And I know Jerry, well, I don't want to ignore point- you. I just want to add this. At this mm-hmm. point, my coven is all non-incarnate spirit beings, mm-hmm. literally, and and uh, they're projected into into crystalline form, like so crystal skulls and stuff. There's not one that's actually incarnate in flesh. So I'm on mm-hmm. that level with it. Yeah. 
And I noticed that about your pictures too, and I, I don't want to go into your personal pictures, but you put some really cool stuff out there. And I know that you were working with around, was it fossils? Um, yeah. And the origins? Yeah. That's very interesting because I love fossils too. And I, I, I get what you're coming from with the essence and the energetic signature associated and the history behind it. Yes. I think it's very important. And that's why I'm saying it's not the kind of witchcraft people are reading in these, these books that like one comes out a day now, it seems mm-hmm. like. <laughs> like yeah. add, the Adwater and Stir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Adwater and Stir, Insta Witch. <laughs> yeah, really. Tip my coffee. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, like that's all what these I shows, say. you mean? Yeah. Right, Chair. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, just everything, all the memes, everything. I mean, it's nice to see that it's it's uh, not so feared, I guess, I suppose. But it's also, it's just become normalized. And I, I don't like, personally don't like that. I think it should, I think there should remain some mystery. I mm-hmm. think the glamour should stay up. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, it's interesting because mainstream hijacks everything insofar as in, in mainstream media and the, the illusion of Hollywood. So they'll create all these different types of characters and people will associate that with what a witch is supposed to be. And, you know, it, it can be plus or minus on that. But nonetheless, I, I agree. It just needs to, in my opinion, it just go go black sometimes. We just need to go black. Just like the ancient <laughs> yes. mystery schools went black. You know, they went under too. There was a reason that yeah. they went invisible because of all this, all the crap that's going on today and the illusion of, that's my opinion, but... That's what I see. Uh, it's I'm with you 100 percent there, and uh, there are a lot of us that have gone black. You yeah, and I, I are yeah. good examples. Yes, I mean I hate to say it, I'm out there doing radio, but part of me, I mean, most of me is like really wanting to go like seriously <laughs> invisible. So deep underground. Well, right, and right now, I mean, there's never been a better time for those that can, because mm-hmm. as as we all know, look at what's going on right in the world. Exactly. And I don't want to get involved in, in that rifting effect, even though I can be. I'm kind of kind of a Valkyrie when it comes to that, but I can't, you know. Yeah, you are. I'm terrible. I know it. <laughs> get me on Twitter me and are. like watch me roll. <laughs> You're a warrior. For well, sure. I can't help it. You know, it's just in my blood. You know, it's just, it's in my DNA. No doubt. Well, you Jerry, make, you ever you make that? me giggle. Oh, good. Sorry, and Jerry, sir. And I want go ahead. I was just going to add, add that you know, being the tinfoil hat wearer that I am, that I see a lot of. Um, for lack of a better term, disinformation in the plots and scripts of these alleged occult type things that are coming out. And I don't know if that's done on purpose to dilute, as you said, you had said, or to confuse or both or neither, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's um, just that they don't have the knowledge. It seems to me like they don't have the lineage or the knowledge. And that could be one possibility, but I think you're right too, that there is a, there is a lot of disinformation out there. It, 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 it's not, it's not only that they don't have a knowledge, it's that they're just repeating typical things. For instance, uh, in uh, the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, or The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, which is really good. I really like the show. They, they interchange Satan and Lucifer constantly. Like, and that's not right to do. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. So right. what does that do to the public to the cloud, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, once again, it's setting, setting, planting seeds and social engineering to some degree. Exactly. So it's a form of mind control. Yeah, misrepresentation of information. That's my opinion, once again. And I, I want to say real quickly, we have Montana Jordan in the chat room. We have the goddess. Yay! So we'll say hi. Yes. We love you very much, Montana. 
So, <laughs> oh, I love her so much. I've seen her Monday. I can't wait oh, to see wonderful. her. Wonderful. <laughs> well, that's mischief right there. Let me throw one more thing in here before the break, too. That um, I think one of the effects of these types of, if you want to call them infiltrations or just ignorance, whichever, is a lack of power in those things over time. Mm-hmm. which will erode away any magic that was associated with them or the power of magic associated with those symbols too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we could be seeing just the decay of the system at work. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, well, energy is in, in multidimensional space, as we all know, and frequencies, it's cloaked in the frequency itself, not necessarily the prop and the prop in the meaning of and, and the illusion of symbols and this and that, but it is interesting. And I agree with you because I think they are um, hijacking everything, bits of information or old rituals and ceremonies and watering them down or, or degrading them to such a level that they don't have any kick to them. So I do see yeah. that as well. That's just my impression. Uh, it's like a coven that's just been soured or something. You know, I just get the energetic is it's not what it's supposed to be. So that's why I think going rogue or going into singular consciousness merged with what you call the full light universe for me anyway, is my navigational tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yep. No doubt. And I'm so glad to have both of you. We're going to hit the break here in about three minutes, plus or minus. But, you know, I know that uh, if anybody wants to reach out to either one of you. Now, Nish, you're kind of cloaked, but I have been able to track you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I recent, I did recently join Twitter. So we can, it's, it's uh, Nish13, I think. And yeah, it's funny because um, I have you on mine. And, of course, I'm thinking with all my posts, she's probably like, I don't want to know this woman. I don't want to know this woman. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, really. And, and then there's you, Jerry. And how can everybody, I know you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, and I'm Jerry Cthulhu everywhere else. Excellent. I love that. And I didn't realize that was you, by the way, on Twitter, and I apologize. I don't know where I was. I, I think I accidentally got deleted you or something, so I apologize. I'll put you back it's in okay. there. It's okay. But it's no, not. No sorries. <sighs> okay. But anyways, it's, it's uh, yeah, that's another scenario altogether, but yeah. So we are going to hit the break here in just a minute. Um, you know, we're going to get back into the dream worlds because I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. And also your personal experiences of either one of you now, and I know that you're kind of tracking lunar activity or maybe just the skies, Jerry, to some degree, but have you had uh, significant anomaly experiences or have you observed anything very unusual with what you've been doing with your monitoring of the moon and the atmosphere at night? Yes and no. Okay. I've had, I've had anomalous experiences, uh, that weren't related to my photography and the photography was basically spawned by, um, the lunar wave footage that was circulating around YouTube, mm-hmm. which right. I can get, get into after the break. If you want. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want your take on that for sure. I was really intrigued by that. Oh, I am too. I was yeah. trying to capture one. That was my whole purpose. So. Is that right? Very yep. cool. All right, well, we're going to head for a break here in just a second. Everybody, you listen to Hyperspace, the KSOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Ribbon. My incredible guests tonight are Jerry Ablan and Bish. And we'll be right back, so stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone. Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. 
More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network after this, after this, after this, after this, after this, after this. One million miles till midnight. A story of timelines, artificial worlds, simulated races, and the galactic imprint, and the destiny of a blue world called Earth. One million miles till midnight. Written by Solaris Blue Raven, is a journey through the mind's eye which allows the reader to surf a wave of technological and multidimensional intellect, revealing a bridge between conscious design and the truth. A multidimensional bleed through awakens the world of artificial intelligence to set sail into the frontiers of a vast multiverse, morphing planets and terraforming ascended worlds beyond the linear programs of a fated race. One million miles till midnight will awaken, inspire, prepare, and enlighten one to the many multidimensional states of consciousness and worlds we reside in. With every cell and atom, we are this truth and multiverse. One million miles till midnight. Written by Solaris Blue Raven. Available now at Amazon.com. Don't wait. Get your copy today. The all-new KCOR Digital Radio Network. Make a note of it. It's great! Live for three hours every Saturday night. It's a show that engages the mind, makes you think, and maybe even challenge what you think you know. Hi, I'm Jeremy Scott of Into the Parabnormal, where we talk about topics that are anything but mainstream, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Bring an open mind and join us for Into the Parabnormal, live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Toxins are everywhere, from the air we breathe to the food we eat and the water we drink. In a world where 80,000 known toxins and heavy metals threaten our very existence, how are you going to protect yourself and your loved ones? Introducing Pure Body Extra Strength, the world's first collodial zeolite that helps trap and remove toxins as well as heavy metals from your body that are messing with your memory, clarity, sleep, and focus. Don't just take our word for it or the testimonials from our thousands of happy customers. Check out the hundreds of articles and case studies on the National Institute of Health website proving zeolite's powerful ability to remove toxins. For a limited time, listeners to KCOR will receive 10% off their first order. To get started, go to trypurebody.com and enter promo code Radio 10. Again, that's trypurebody.com. Toxic junk is all around us, but now you can take back control of your health and protect yourself by detoxing with Pure Body Extra Strength. You'll be on your way to sleeping better, thinking more clearly, and feeling more energetic. Go to trypurebody.com right now and get started today. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Beaming to you the truth at the speed of light. To be on with Solaris, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers, use Skype name KCUR Radio. Magnify the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR. Or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com. Well... That's your choice. And now, 
the voice of hyperspace, your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Welcome back to the Hyperspace here at KSOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My excellent guests tonight are Jerry Eblin and Niche. And Jerry, we were touching on, before we hit the break, that we're going to talk about the lunar wave. And I'd like your take on the lunar wave. So for those who don't know, there was a gentleman named Crow777 on YouTube. He filmed uh, the moon and planets and whatnot through a telescope with a digital camera. Had been doing it for a few years. And over the 20, one of the 2012 full moons, it might have been during, it was on the equinox, I think, of 2012. He caught what appears to be basically a vertical refresh of the moon in the sky. So it looks like... It looks like a line coming down from the top. They come in patterns, and um, but it, what what it looks like is a refresh. You know, like a, the picture shifts over a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, and, and it's hard to describe without looking at it. And people would say, "Oh, it's jet wash, or it's this, or it's that." But they've had it looked at by a, a lot of people. Have looked at that footage, and nobody has been able to prove that it's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's been filmed by, I think, 11 people total now. And That's interesting. Over the years? Di- Is it yes. over the years? Okay. And all on different types of equipment. Do we have Darth Vader in the background? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what's going on. What's that heavy breathing? Nish, is that you? No, I'm not breathing. It. I've oh, not. weird. All I'm right. An infiltrator. That's really wild, man. Oh, Nish, is that what you attract? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. You know, I I am rubbing one of my crystal skulls. Well, you never know. All right. I didn't mean to. I microphone. Okay. Yeah, it was you, Nish. It doesn't matter. Nice try. All right. Uh, So anyway, um, I was real interested in trying to validate this or capture it myself and then get it validated and see. So I I bought a, a camera. Instead of spending the money on the telescope equipment and a camera, I bought a camera that can do Zoom uh, I think it's 700 times zoom or something. It's a really crazy length of zoom. And I was able to get really close up shots of the moon. And I filmed the moon every night for about a year and didn't catch one. But I w- I filmed on two nights. What I discovered, though, I discovered trends in it, in this wave thing. And I can kind of predict when they happen. But the problem I found out is that they happen in different time zones. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. So that's where I'm at. That's still very interesting. You know, um, we can get into so many different levels of the moon and the illusions of the moon itself. But to me, there's definitely something very digitized about it. And of course, uh, technological. So anybody, anytime, go ahead. Yep, Sorry. No, I was going to say, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that it's a quarter million miles away and I could see it clear as day with my camera. Yeah. The more I look into the whole thing, it, it just seems like such a construct and such a, it's like a mobile. It reminds me of when kids are in, you know, little babies look at the mobile and they see <laughs> everything and the illusion of constellations. And it's very interesting and it catches your attention. But at the same time, it's a facade. And that's the way I see it. Like you can peel it away and all of a sudden you see the, a different space-time configuration. And that's what I look at. Actually, that's what my new book's going to be about. So, you know, it is what it is, but it's really interesting how people can be swayed so easily. You see how the mass collective, we can get into the mind control aspect, but they can be brainwashed so easily by appearance and the illusion of, and what people tell them or spoon feed them on, on regular television. And even our mm. history books, which has been forged into such, I don't know what, I mean, gosh, we can't even go by any of the history books anymore. Yeah. And talk about 
if you want to talk about mind control, brainwashing, whatever, we're constantly told to look away from the moon, look to Mars. Yeah, what's up with Mars? Why is everybody so intrigued with Mars? It's what's not the moon. <laughs> it's not the well, moon. That's true. That's true. And it's, I don't think people will live on Mars in anyone's lifetimes who's alive now, maybe mm-hmm. little, little kids. So it's one of those things, you know. So it's at the carrot at the end of the mm-hmm. stick for well, the future. A, yeah. Well, if you talk to anybody else, they probably have a lot of occupants there already. In the illusion of, in my opinion, probably not from here, but I would say everything is occupied in, in multidimensional space with some kind of a life form. I, I, complete, I completely agree. But the, the, the Mars they're talking about is the one that they're going to fly to on a rocket. Oh, right. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And the whole idea. I said, I said, <laughs> Sorry, while you, two, right. while you two are on this, though, I'm interested in both of your ideas on the lunar-based cultures. So from where we stand now with what we, the three of us kind of agree on, at least agree on what we think the moon is not. A, a gray control center or something? Well, I look at it as a technological mm-hmm. device. I look at it as a monitoring station, first of all, yeah. and that it yeah. was um, from another space-time configuration that showed up here. That's the way I see it. And so far as life forms go, I think there are plenty of life forms, but also I feel like it's been gutted, which means that we've had a lot of technology, probably um, they did a lot of demolition. And in my opinion, I think we've had our own black science and black military, whatever you want to call them, space programs, in, in conjunction with other, other intelligence agencies globally, having uh, an opportunity to be part of that. So however you want to formulate it, that's my take. I don't know what yours is. Now the new Space Force is going to have all that under one umbrella, right? Correct. Well, <laughs> you know, considering where I've been with this type of, the way they work mind control and signals interface, I can tell you anything is possible. But it seems to me like they've mined everything. That's my point, is that, and you're right, it's not as far as you think it is in the illusion of. Nothing is that far. There is no time in the illusion of. It's a benchmark right. measure. There's no distance. Distance is an illusion, too. Consciousness and motion, we all can prove through magic and, and our own alchemy of spirit that we can we can navigate through consciousness and streams of energy. So there is no, all this all this joke information that they're putting out there. And yeah, don't get me started. But it's, uh, to me, it's a game board. I love it when you get going, though. Well, thank you. It's so great. But I need people look at me. <laughs> people look at me funny for saying space is fake. Oh, they'll say, well, we're conspiracy. But what, so what do you think, though, with the cultures that worship the moon? I mean, in, in, in context to what we now are viewing the moon as, it, it changes the whole landscape of, mm-hmm. including the craft, which mm-hmm. highly values. I know. Moon, this is another is thing. Luna. Do you really want to sit there? And I know the goddess. I get the goddess energy and the lunar energies and the amplification of energy. But literally, if you have it occupied by, say, a corporation connected to our illusion of a planet, do you really want to sit there and worship it? See, this is what I mean. It changes the whole paradigm. It changes yes, ceremony. It changes everything. Yes. Absolutely. And, and you know where the power lies within your cells and your atoms and your consciousness, your multiversal celestial design and your soul's essence of origin or spirit's essence, essence of origin, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, which is not from here to begin with. So we can we can download any star system with our consciousness. We don't need to work on the moon. That's me, my two cents. And and uh, for me, it's also changed the way I uh, I navigate everything because it, it's. I, I'm coming from that same perspective, maybe a little slanted from yours, but it's similar, similar enough that I don't worship it. <laughs> yeah, it I that appreciate way. it. I think it's a beautiful little object. It's a monitoring station. I find that the energies are, are can be very magical, but at the same time, I think when you're 
you don't have the right intent behind what's going on and, and you don't have the right knowledge of what you're dealing with, it changes everything, even with ceremony. You know, if people really understood what they were dealing, it's like it's like worshiping, I don't know. I don't worship anything, actually. I'm a co-creator. So yeah, you know, talking yes, about when it comes to that. I don't I don't sit yep. there and worship anything. Even with the craft, I always I was never worshiping deity. I mean I bring in yes. the aspect of deity. I don't I don't worship anything. Yes, same here. And that's mm-hmm. one of the distinctions that separates us from really big big swatches of it. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. But that's, so that's what I'm saying though. So when when we start viewing it in the way we're viewing it and say we want to go and charge things under it or uh i mean the jewish calendar is even based on is a lunar calendar mm-hmm. right, right? your intent is charging it so your power is actually you're just using the modality of that object as as a, a sounding board to charge whatever it is you're trying to charge through your own your own energy and your own transmission of intent Right. It, it's, it's, it's my, it's mine stuff. It's what, it's mm-hmm. what we're imbuing it mm-hmm. to be. And yep. so that separates it from what it may actually be. That's the whole idea behind mind control is to control, manipulate brainwave activity to a point where people cannot create or manifest at a higher consciousness level. And that creates the, you know, the frequency fence design where they're completely encapsulated in a false matrix. And even with witches or mystics or anybody who has power, even a scientist, if they become indoctrinated into a, a program where they're being mind controlled, they will be shut down to some degree and only given information that is in alignment with the people involved with handling the information. So, I mean, that's where I've been. I know what they're trying to do. So when I look and I see what people's thought forms are, you know, try to navigate the highest level of consciousness. This is for anybody listening and, and not, not uh, get too wrapped up in the objects that are floating around in the illusion of space and time. Even the moon. And always I smile. Still agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <Jerry>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, by the everything. way, you all have a wonderful group in the chat room. You've got quite a, a team in there coming in, in and out, I see. So welcome everybody in chat. Hello, oh, do we? I'm not I'm not on the computer, so well I just want to say thank you everybody for showing up in the chat room over there. So I see some people in there. Yay. Well, that's yeah, great. those are your followers. It's BB. It's BB and Oswald. Oh, I love I love BB, I love Oswald, I love Montana. Great beings, you attract the good, the good beings, good folk. Yes, yes, indeed. It's always good. Well, you know, we can say the same thing about the sun too. In the illusion of, I mean, it's it's uh, you can call it the electric sun. Yeah, the um, the guy who captured that first lunar wave, Crow, he also now has captured a second sun in infrared. He claims. I don't, I don't know about that one, but oh, interesting. I, I don't. I mean, you can get a lot of anomalies. You should know. But I mean, you're the camera guy. But what do you think? I don't know enough about it to say. I know that he is confident it's not a, a lens flare or a reflection. Mm-hmm. And all well, the videos, I'll try and find the video for you on YouTube and get the link. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's good. real interesting. I've it's, seen Pro 777. He's good. I like his, he, I like his stuff. He's great. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, these things appear to be reflections of some sort. Some There's well, a source, a further source that reflects onto something and that's what we see is the reflection right it's the, it's the bouncing back just like radio signals bounce back you know it's really interesting um the atmosphere i keep talking about this on my shows and i probably mentioned it to you all maybe not but to me i've noticed where i live i live up high elevation wise and i always notice that the sky does not look correct it looks distorted there's too many obviously a lot of chemtrails which create more of a distortion but to me it seems like it's collapsed we have no atmosphere yeah. it's been formulated 
Yeah. Manufactured, I, I, literally manufactured. We don't have an atmosphere. That's what ter- I see. Terraformed. Correct. And, and But it's so interesting because to me, it's like, you know, in the old days, maybe it's because when you're a kid, you, you know, when you always lie out and you look at the sky and you see how beautiful it looks in the stars, whether it's at nighttime or in the daytime, it looks so vast and big. I don't know if yeah. you ever had this experience, but I remember Absolutely. when I was, but that idea. And then when you look up now, it, it's like, it's confined. There's nothing there anymore. It's not it's, vast anymore. It's oppressive. Yeah. It's definitely like an, um, what I call the black umbrella. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But I've noticed it more and more. And it's really, they've taken away so much magic through the misuse of technology, not the good use of technology, but the misuse of technology, which I have a problem with. It could also be an expanding awareness of what the sky is. That too, yeah. Well, to me, I, I come, I've, I've come to a very um, con- strong conclusion that we're in a very we're in the wrong space-time configuration for one, and that this is not supposed to be here at all. Everything that we're dealing with right now isn't supposed to be happening. I know that sounds strange, but in my opinion, I believe that's correct. I've heard other people say it, so yeah. Yeah, you know, just from my own experience and, and the technological um, interface that I've been through, I'm, I'm very clear that this is not the correct configuration we're in. And that we need to fix it. And I don't know. And the only way out is, in my opinion, is is off planet to fix the configuration. So mm. I know it sounds yeah, right. out there, but you know, just this read is, one of my books. One million miles. Yeah, this is right. basically just a, a room in the big holodeck, right? Well, it certainly feels that way to me. I don't know how it mm. feels to you all, but when you live what? from day to day, I mean, I know we all live the illusion, and they call living the dream. I don't call it living the dream. I'm living the twilight zone, but. But what do you think? I mean, how is life for you all each day? I mean, when you get up and you look around, do you feel like this is normal? Or what, you, what is okay. your what is your impression of this world? Both, I'd like to ask both. Go ahead, Nish. I I think this is just what I'm noticing. Yeah, it's very different, especially in the span of my life. I, I'm noticing what, things are just way different, and especially the idea of how time is looping and playing out, but not just that clearly we're seeing these major changes all over and it's, I'm noticing that everyone's noticing something's different, even the most unaware on their grinder, grinding daily stuff, get up, go to work, come back, you know, do this, that, and not really think about life until they can pause and, and think about life. Those people are starting to notice that things are not as they, something's different. Something feels different. Things look different. Something is going on. So just in that whole idea, there's this kind of awakening, I feel, and I'm noticing it within, as we do, we listen to lots of dreams. And I, like I said earlier, immerse myself in dream talk with lots of people that I'm, I'm close to. And since Nox Mente, I get a lot of personal one-on-one stuff as well. So I'm noticing people's dreams are starting to really reflect this. So it's a collective, a collective shifting that's a collective shift happening but there's actually a visualization of this shift so some people are seeing it depending on their lens their filter as like end of days or apocalyptic and some people are seeing it as a great awakening and i would of course put together that those are the same thing uh Mm-hmm. So for me, my day to day right now to get to that question with all that is the days are strange. Cue the Doris song. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's I wake up and it's very interesting. I, every 
every day when I, it's the end of the day, I can't believe how fast the day went. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. Where, where is it go? Time is slipping away so fast. And I understand there's this idea of aging. And my grandmother used to say, wait till you get to my age. The years go by like boxcars on a train and all that. There's something else to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not that old. I'm in my 40s. Jesus. Oh, you so, go. I know. I'm older than you. So, at enough. But you know, it's like it's so it's it's not that idea. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's something else, and, and and the fact that everyone's coming to this idea on their own is is a, is just more fuel for this this idea that there's more going on than we really know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, to me, um, after where I've been, and of course you have to factor in where I've been. Of course, I want to get Jerry's take first, and then I'll talk. But. Um, Jerry, and by the way, Jerry, I'm still older than you, so I'm the dinosaur of this group. Oh, I, it's not a contest. <laughs> what was the question again? Oh, just, just about the world itself and the illusion of it. Oh, what? right. So I've really, in the last couple of years, taken up the attitude that it's a reflective experience. It's an interactive simulation, and it reflects back to you what you put to, into it. So mm-hmm. I just go about being super happy knowing that the bots will work right. I think that's a good way to look at things. You know what <laughs> yeah. your blessing is? That you haven't been interfaced with the crap that I was put through. Um, I think that's why you have a positive outlook. Yeah, there's something really weird about that, too. I need a diagnosis someday. <laughs> One of those scans. Well, you know, it sounds to me like you're, you're, you know, your, your perspective <laughs> is positive for the most part. That's what it sounds oh, like. yeah. I'm not going to let, you know. I'm not Dr. Doom, but I have been through such a dark world that I've come out a little bit, not necessarily jaded, but... I don't know, just uh, just seeing it for what it is and, and realizing that this is such a facade. And even when we try to change the facade, something intercepts that um, to a point where it's like, you know what? I don't want to play this game anymore. I don't, I'm not happy playing this game, so I'm going to go to another space-time configuration and work there. Right. Well, I can't do that, so I just I play, I play along, letting it think I'm not, you know, the wrench. in the. <laughs> in the I'll tell you what. Um, man's version of machines, man's version of software... Um, and I'm talking his artificial intelligence, what he calls artificial intelligence is just a program. It's, right. it's just a software program filled with algorithms and it's not AI. It's no. not a symbiotic machine. It's not what the off-world species celestial design work is. And uh, one of these days it's going to hit him in the ass, him, her, it, whatever mankind's created in their undergrounds. And, and I've seen this more and more. That's, I've come to the realization that they're in, you know, they're out of their league with, with the best of the best of their, their so-called Google world, you know, where they think they're just all that, a bag of chips and a Snickers bar with their technology. It's nothing. It's nothing. And the funny thing is that our brains, our supercomputer brains, which most people don't use anything, any part of it, but literally it's so powerful. We don't need any of that technology. We are the technology. Right. The DNA skin suit technology. Yeah, definitely. And what was so interesting is that we have it within ourselves to, to do just about anything. And what I found also is that we've been manifesting, you know, in the old days, we would bring it in from the ethers. We'd bring in energy from consciousness and manifest it um, easily like a holodeck. And of course, now it's, it's almost the opposite. We have things here that are material, but we have to kind of reverse that back to a point where we don't really have to rely on all these, these heavy, dense objects anymore. We can actually go to a higher overtone. At least that's what I'm seeing. I know that's really out there, but, but that's what I see. But I have it's seen not more. Really? I mean, I've heard people talk about how co-creation used to work, like before, <laughs> before the uh, whatever timeline wars or whatever the hell went on, right? That humans would go to this collective call it astral space or whatever dream state unity dream time whatever co-create there and then things would manifest here in the 3d mm-hmm. 
from there. And that's where you, you, you would focus all your creativity. So, and that's what we've lost. Definitely. There's no doubt about that. You know, what else comes to mind is the, the end of time and the illusion of time, which, of course, is benchmark of measure. But 2012 seemed to be a big uh, jump point insofar as a shift where all this stuff started to kind of overlay itself or become more of a distortion or what I call spinoff realities. It seemed like everything started to get more scrambled back then. I don't know if you all noticed that or not. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Twenty twelve happened. It really yeah, did. There was this lady on YouTube that I follow who, who her her story is that there there were timeline, you know, incursions, whatever. People mess around with the timeline, and the ripples of the changes that were made were just about done. Mm-hmm which would mean the end of whoever did that's control over the timeline. That makes sense. The, well, yeah. well, go ahead. This was supposed to be on, on the equinox on three, two, one, interesting. which was an interesting thing. And since then, I think things have been different. Yeah. Things have been major. Uh, in my opinion, I call it the entanglement, you know, a lot of entanglement going on too, especially when people are, are changing your destiny or what you have as a divine cosmic blueprint. Uh, I can use myself as an example, but when people inter intercept your life, and change the whole direction. It's not by divine law or universal law. It's by someone's personal will or an organization's personal will. And that changes the whole dynamic and the timelines as well. So we're looking at a lot of strange, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff yeah. going on, a lot of fragmentation too. This is my own impression, but yeah. And I, I think another way to look at it too, is that we're kind of on our own mm -hmm. to forge our path forward at this point. Yes. So people don't know how to do that. That's why we're seeing the crazy, the breakdown exactly. of, of, of everything. Right. And I think that, um, you know, I, I'm a leader. I know you all are, you appear to be leaders to me too, but I don't, I don't want these mass hordes of insane people following me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk away quietly. And, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I, I think that we have a celestial tribe and that, that will connect in with our spiritual brothers and sisters on that level. But there is a lot of crazy going on and you have to ask yourself, you know, I always ask, are we immune to the, the madness? We must be immune to the madness because it seems like it doesn't affect us the same way. Um, for me, I can only answer for myself. I take a real objective look at things. I don't pick a side. Uh, I'll say, oh, look, the, you know, the left is crazy this week. The right's crazy. So I think staying on, on that fence in a way mm -hmm. uh, insulates, positive. Me, insulates me from the, the negative emotional energy that's in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, I make I fun of it, too, and that just makes it better. Well, the thing is, once you mix your mix it up with them, it's, it's just basically a sinkhole. It's, it's never going to get any better. It's like yeah. brawling, you know. That's what I've noticed. It's just, you know, you've got to go to the higher overtones and, and be the spy bird to some degree and oversee it on, a, on an analytical and also a spiritual level to some degree. But yeah. And plus, with the anonymity, you don't know who is real. You can mm -hmm. fight with a bot. Yeah, that's most a of the very time. Big, that's a very key thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. A lot of, lot of programs, a lot of, uh, and even people, some of them have the synthetic altar. So you're still dealing with a bot there. I, this is one of the right. things that I've been talking about a lot and it's how I navigate the world these days is the things that I know that I know, and I can count on emotional content. And so this is not just being a perceptive person. It is things that are irregular in a way that algorithms are not, that uh, programs are not. And, and so, Anish, it, hold on for a second here. We're going to have for a quick break. Sorry about that. Okay. I have a hard yes. break coming up. 
and you listen to Hyperspace Everybody at Casey Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue my wonderful guest tonight are Jerry Evelyn and Nish. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stand by. All right. In three, two, one. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven, where the truth is being to you at the speed of light. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the truth. Truth. Hyperspace. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news. That's good. Good. Turn your radio up. All the music I want to hear. On, on, on. This is my station. of the government halls lies the truth. A truth waiting for a voice. The KCUR Digital Radio Network proudly presents to you that voice. And now, broadcasting to you at the speed of light. From her mobile command unit, somewhere on the celestial highway. The host of hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. Want to take a ride? And welcome back, everybody, to Hyperspace here at KCOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Lurvin, my awesome guests tonight, are Terry Eblin and Vish. And of course, it's a nice, beautiful new moon tonight, and wonderful to have both of you on board. I'm really happy they're both here. Well, thanks for having us again. It's a pleasure to be yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> You're our hero, really too, you know. Oh, well, thank you. I hide my we antennas well. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you all too. We, you know, we got we got along really well. We seem to have a good chemistry, all of us. So we're probably in yeah. the same soul group. We're in the same pod of something. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It'd be scary. The same stasis pods on the back of the moon. Mm, forever, <laughs> man. I'm at, I'm after the control panel myself. So I get a hold of that thing. It's all over for everybody. In a yeah. good way. <laughs> okay, what I happened? Talk what about happened? That. Wasn't that the moon? Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You just reminded me of something. But I was going to say before, during the break, we're talking about TV shows. And I, uh, there's a show that I do follow that I really enjoy, and it's really good. And I, you'd, you'd like it too. It's called The Magicians. It's on Sci Fi. It's in its fourth See, season. I do not like that one. Oh, man. Oh, it's really good. It. So, what's it about? Magicians. But... It's like a Hogwarts college mm-hmm. in America. Oh, okay. It's a dark comedy, like... I would say. Yeah. Oh, it's a comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's a comedy it, drama sci-fi. <laughs> I only tried to watch. I tried to watch it in the beginning. It was very, uh, it was very glossy and Hollywoodish, and it was. you know, uh, yeah. I guess that's what everyone's saying. It was just mm-hmm. like 
Lots of sex, lots of gloss, lots of fantasy, and it just didn't catch me at all. Like like say Westworld did. Yeah, which I didn't like as much as you did. Right, and I I find Westworld way more significant to Mm. what the nature of reality. So that's the remake. It's just Westworld. And and the magician's just you know entertainment for me. Well, you know, that's what it is. It's basically to just decompress for a couple hours watching in the illusion of television. You know why I couldn't watch movies after my induction was because they were narrating with synthetic telepathy everything I was looking at to a point where I couldn't stand watching anything. That would be so annoying. You have no idea how to be. I mean, you have no idea how this when your interface with that. That is like obnoxious as all hell. So I stopped watching movies in my ears, you know. I stopped watching a lot of things, but you know, when I look at it now, we, we really can live our own movies. We don't need to sit there and watch and live precariously or, or make somebody in Hollywood a bunch of money by attending their films. I mean, that's in my opinion, I think that life can be the movie. You know, you create your own movies through your own activities and you know, it's just me, but I, I believe we can do anything. We're unlimited in consciousness. I don't believe there's a glass ceiling. So I don't like the idea of diverting my power or my psychic energy to a screen anyway, unless it's a really good show, you know, <laughs> I find Seriously. that, I find a lot of shows, I I try to keep up. This is a common thing for me. It's becoming more common for for some reason that I I want to watch them. I end up falling asleep. So I don't know if it's the flicker rate or whatever. Or the transmission. I don't know what it is. Something where it just puts me out. And uh, it's becoming more common with with like television type stuff Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably the frequency. I, I have that happen too. The, it, like you watch TV for a few minutes and something, if something repetitive comes on, like I watch a lot of lathe work on woodworking on YouTube. It's very things spinning around. It'll put me out. I'll just fall asleep. That's interesting. You know, they have, I will digress for a second here in a different direction, but they have this really cool thing on YouTube where you can go and listen to a submarine for like 10 hours so you can sleep. And I like the sounds um, really strange, but I like the sound of submarines. And uh, you could listen to this. Sleep. No, I, you know, I you have to realize I've been through a lot of warfare programs. What's that? The sonar pinging kind yeah, of. It's, it's just, yeah, and then you can, and then you see the water, and you actually, it makes it look like you're actually on the sub. But, anyways, it's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, for those of you who can't sleep, you can check things out like that. I know people I, like to listen to the ocean. I fall asleep to a YouTube video, like some kind of, uh, you know, uh, a, fre- a specific frequency video. Every night, mm-hmm. not necessarily a binaural beat or something like that, but like a like a five twenty eight hertz or four thirty two hertz or whatever. However, I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any dreams; yeah. you're just completely just out. Dreams? No, yeah, I dream a lot. I you dream a dream. lot. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I'm not like you know broken. I just don't. I haven't. I've never had a lucid dream. I've never mm-hmm. had uh, an out of body experience. That you can recall. This that I can thing. recall. This is the key. That I've is been the told key. That I was in all these programs, so that I got that going for me. Mm, interesting. So, who told you you were in these programs? A person that I met. Um, I'll tell you off. Is it, off I'm the being air. nosy, but you can tell I'll me. T- I'll tell you. I just don't want to. You don't have to public. mention it unless you want to. I'll tell you off air, honest. I okay. just don't want to mention this person's name okay, on the sure. But um, apparently. Uh, he and other people that we all kind of found ourselves to get in 2015 together. It was just weird. And then, you know, Hey, you're in, you were in this program, but 
you got your mind wiped. I'm like, okay. Well, did you go through a regression? No. Okay, so I wouldn't believe it if they tell you. Personally, this is just me. Unless you actually have full recall and go through a serious regression, just because they're friends of yours and they might be really connected, I don't buy that. That's just me. If oh, somebody yeah. tells me, people have come to me before and they say, hey, you know, you were in my dream. I wasn't in their dream. You know, some somebody projected them in there or whatever. I'm not traveling. I'm not visiting. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's but sad. Just, you were in my dream once. No, no it kidding. just wasn't me. It was an imposter. That's what they say. But, so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I take it with a grain of salt. Could be I true, do. could be not. It doesn't matter. It adds to my narrative. That's all. Well, I think that obviously you're very multidimensional and, and very uh, advanced in, on a lot of different levels. So, however, that plays out in the illusion of, in, and you can also piece it together insofar as your whole patterning in your life. I mean, what gifts do you have? And, and if you have recall of some odd things that have happened along the way, I mean, I'm not going to go into details, but I'm I know where. I'm kind of at this point where I don't really worry about that because mm -hmm. I, figure if i if i believe that i had it it's mine i can access it whenever i want so i'm more right. going that way with it so that That's i know right. i have i know i have these capabilities they're just sharded to simultaneous alter you know alter realities wherever <laughs> they clone those things to whatever the hell is going on right jerry you just said sharded I did not shart, shard. <laughs> it sounded like shart. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Sorry. I could have done that privately. <laughs> she would have texted you, but she didn't. No, it's okay. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you don't. No, I'm it makes crazy. sense. I, I would say you have a toolbox. You know, the bottom line is if you feel like accessing it, that's up to you. Yes, with everybody else here on this world and the illusion of it. I mean, we all have gifts. I think a lot of them are just shut down or switched off. And half the time, depending on the frequency band they're riding on, the frequency wave, and their state of consciousness, it's depending on what degree they're going to evolve or activate their own level. Exactly. So, I'm ascending right now. I think we all do on different <laughs> frequency bands. But for me, I feel like I've reached the, I don't know, I've reached I reached the bottom of the hell, the pit of hell, and I'm coming out of it. So. Oh, you're out. Yeah, I'm out. But man, it was ugly. Definitely Now you're going to bump your head on the top. Oh, well, it's a glass ceiling. It's been shattered. Yes. That's for darn sure. Yeah, we were we digress. We were talking about those crazy movies. But the one the one series I used to like, and I will say is Stargate. I used to love the initial, the original Stargate series. I used to like that. Right. And like there's stories out there that that, that stuff's true. That the and I do know the Air Force was involved in the creation of that show. Well, you know, there the bottom are, line is data mine. Yeah, go ahead. Mr. MBB on on YouTube, it has been getting people send him in videos. He's got a big uh, site, and there are videos coming in from different people that look exactly like that Stargate that are in the Ooh. sky, and people oh. are tr they're trying to debunk it. It, it. It's it's interesting, and it's worth pointing out. Even if it, if you're just going to go there to try and debunk it, it's mm -hmm. very intriguing. Mm -hmm. I just want to add that to this conversation because it's something that is uh, at play. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, Stargate, it's like total soft disclosure. Well, I like Stargates, but we we are Stargates, too. I mean, we are beings, our life forms, our star bodies are Stargates. Right. When configured properly, we become the Stargate. Most people shouldn't. I mean, I figure you know that, too. I do. Yeah. I, but I believe there also are um, stone ones or other there's other portal mm -hmm. areas yeah. that are DNA activated, so you have to have Absolutely. a certain type of DNA to get into them. Well, frequency, yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about that. 
of Celestial Heritage or Essence of Origin. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And what about you, Nisha? Have you seen any portal activation? I mean, have you actually witnessed anything unusual around where you live? Well, yeah, of course. I, I live over here kind of by Isedi Ranch, by the way. So oh, wow. That's powerful. There, and I can say that I have seen, seen definitely seen wild stuff in the skies, recorded wild stuff, and experienced wild stuff here. But then again, my whole life, I've been open because mm-hmm. I, I come from people that didn't shut that down in me and that didn't give me strict, there was no indoctrination with any kind of religious stuff, like with the Abrahamic religions and all that, to to filter through an idea of demons and angels and sh- what's real and what's not real. So I'm open. My mind's always open. And there is definitely a lot of stuff going on in the sky, especially mm-hmm. at night. And I ha- I'm usually with people, so there are witnesses. My friend Melanie out here, you know, we, we've seen stuff. So I don't know what it is. I'm not one of those people that has conviction in what I'm seeing. I'm just seeing anomalous stuff that seems to be self-powered. That's mm-hmm. n- that, are not, that are not satellites, that are not airplanes as I know them. And uh, I find it interesting that it is all happening in this area where the, all the Isebi stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all the people that go to James's ranch. There's a Druid sanctuary right down the road uh, that I that I go to once in a while, and it's it's really phenomenal stuff going on up there. Yeah, I That's think cool. actually some of the things that have been filmed in in infrared, I believe. Um, could actually be organisms or life forms that live in a different layer of the atmosphere mm-hmm. in, a, in a different frequency. Yep, highly possible. It's like a fish tank or an ocean. Yeah, That's like an ocean. Yes. Exactly, yeah, exactly like an ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I don't know if you ever saw this, but I have an anomaly um, that went through when I was doing a video interview. And you can see it. It's like a snake that goes over my head. And it looks like some people call them, I don't know, rods, but this thing is, I'll yeah, send you yeah. the video. You're going to, it's going to blow your mind. I've seen rods uh, taped before. They're pretty interesting. This was, you know, you, you could say, well, it was light. It was this now? It was like, oh, what is this thing? So it's, it is interesting that we have all kinds of anomalies out there. And have you been to the Isedi Ranch, Nish? We, I, I've driven by, so we drove by. Have you? No, I haven't. There's, he's got all kinds of interesting. I don't even know what to say. There's interesting symbols and like warnings. I don't even know what they, what exactly, but there's a couple cameras out there. So yeah, we drove by the gate and everything. I'm sure if I call, I mean, it seems like I hear, I hear that James, if you call him or contact him, he'll, you know, he, he, he lets you come. They're open. <laughs> Snippy was just there. Right. So I, I think I could, I just never have, I'm always up there because I love the Druid. The, I mean, this, the White Mountain or Trout Lake Abbey has the most amazing Druid setup. I mean, they've brought in big, gigantic stones. They're just mm. huge. So, and that has one of my attention. And I still get the study experience because I'm not even a mile down the road. Oh, so, yeah. Very interesting. So I feel like, 
so it's the same it's the same place it's the same area just without james telling me what i'm seeing not that right. i wouldn't go i i would mm-hmm. like to go i just haven't made the effort mm-hmm. no i agree with you i think it's well it's, it's there it's right before you but yeah it is interesting i don't know i've never been there i i kind of thought it'd be kind of interesting to check out but i don't want people programming me and i don't i've been through enough and i i don't want the commands i don't want people Creating these, that's, I don't think it's a cult. I don't, I don't know if it's a cult. I have no idea. I've never been there, but hilarious. Know. That's what exactly was dancing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you know what? I don't need anybody narrating or animating my life anymore than it's been. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. I'll just absorb the cosmos the way I want to. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, that's what's great about just doing the druid rituals. You you know, going on the high holidays and mm-hmm. being out in that same. and having those same experiences without being programmed. Yeah, I like it. I heard they were working on telepathy or something last I checked, but like I said, have you been there, Jerry? Where do you go? Sorry, it was muted. That's Um, okay. Been where? Have you been over to the city? No, 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 no. no. Any Um, interest? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I want to know what I'm dealing with before I meet it. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it seems like just a milder version of Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be. You know, have you been to Skinwalker, either one of you? No. no. Okay. I haven't been anywhere to. Um... I always wanted to go to Skinwalker. I, I'd like to check that out a long time ago. Yeah, I would check yeah, that too. Yeah, that's on my, that would, that's definitely on my list. I don't know if you can just walk in there now or. Do you know what the story is with that? Do you have to get it's, somebody to? Yeah, you need permission. It's privately yeah. owned. Yeah. Yeah. It switched owners, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Well, my whole life was a Skinwalker episode anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, after you come out where I've been, you. it's kind of like nothing is going to, it's like, whatever, you know, seriously. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with me is I've had so many high strangeness episodes starting at the very earliest point that the stuff people are talking about, I don't know what it would take to shock me at this point, honestly. Yeah. So yep. it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting, but I am open to, I'm open and certainly willing. I just don't want to find myself in a program frequency. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, to me, it's all exotic experimentation. You know, it's obviously a, a place where they've done a lot of exotic exploration with technologies that are black. You know, I can't, can't say a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure that's what the case is. And, and even if those places are highly paranormal or supernatural, there's always a hijacking of that supernatural energy. So through these technological warfare programs and things. So they're not the way I've always thought of them is like holes in the lower fourth dimension, whatever the hell that is. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a merging of the two, like a permanent portal, mm-hmm. and stuff can get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, in and out. Yep, it's very interesting. And if both the, of you have obviously, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, one of the thoughts I had recently about Skinwalker, after I saw the movie that had come out, the Corbell movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. But the, my thinking on it was that seems, since it's a native, you know, an ancient native uh, indigenous species type of area, perhaps it was some kind of healing, had a healing modality to it. Mm-hmm. That it was a reflecting pool or um, 
you know, it's the it's Plato's cave. It's where you can go in and contemplate how bad you are. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the one thing I have noticed when I was talking about the hijacking of power spots across the globe, and even even a place like Skinwalker, where they hijack energy signatures and, and do experimentation, I believe that a lot of the time they're 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 interacting with a certain type of a life form that doesn't want to be manipulated, and that creates a lot of problems. Just like us, you know, when you try to contain us or, or imprison us through some kind of a frequency fence or state of mind control, it doesn't work well. It really sure. doesn't. They're, they're, you know, in my view, they're energetic forces that when they come to the 3D, they take form. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, an animal consciousness, if you will, or that, and I can't really say what kind of consciousness it is, but it's some kind of consciousness that's inhabiting a, a beast. Yeah, I'd like to go check it out. That's one place I want to check out because I'm, I'm really attuned to the technology. So mm-hmm. if it's technological, I can bust it in two seconds or less. I can Let's bust go. the whole program. I know. I we'll want get to get Bigelow in. on the phone. We'll get it going. Oh, I think he sold it. But, you know, like I said, I, I put these people to shame. And I'm not arrogant, but I, I was like, I wish we could get a team of people that knows what's going on just to go in there instead of playing these stupid little, what is Scooby-Doo games, you know? I'm so tired of Scooby-Doo on crack, I call it, because a lot of people just go in there and make a mess of everything and don't want to really know what they're doing. And if they haven't had real experience, what are they going to do? You know, just be an observer? Well, well, yeah, but they're looking at it from a materialistic science point of view, mm-hmm. for the most part, and looking for evidence and mm-hmm. something that they can take back to someone that will get them more money to investigate further so they can maybe make something profitable out of it. It's exactly. Not, it's not an intellectual um, exploration of any kind. No, it's not. And they made the a lot of money off of my experimentation. What happened to me? They made a lot of money and DARPA made a lot of money. I know that. Big time. Big time of synthetic telepathy programs. So yeah. once again, yeah, they keep it hush hush and they try to discredit it, but eventually they they run it, they turn it black, and they just go full speed ahead. It's very oh, interesting. Bastards. Well, it's just frustrating for me. Uh, you know, I don't care if they want to do it to their own personnel, but if they don't, you know, they should compensate the people they pull in. Bottom line. That's Indeed. Take. You know, that's just the way I look at it. But we're gonna have a break in a minute here in the illusion of space and time. But you know, somebody told me a long time ago I had immunity to skinwalkers, and I don't know. Um, that was when I was really plugged into the technology. So I was probably spooking the hell out of people, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> Why? I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know either. It's told me, you know, I, I think it has a lot to do with just my energetic signature and some of the technology I was interfaced with, but I think we were touching yeah. on that too. You Yours, know. you got that crazy electromagnetic fields like a hundred centimeters out from, from you, right? <laughs> I did. I don't have those anymore. Oh, okay. Back in 2004, they were pretty intense. Um, what's what's around now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I, the heck is going I heard a, an interesting gentleman speaking about the uh, your aura and how it's a, tor- a toroid. Not a toroid, but it's more of a, what is the, the spiral, the golden mean? The spiral, uh, that's what it's called, right? The phi, the phi oh. spiral. That your aura is a vortex in a phi spiral sequence mm-hmm. around you. And it's through that field that you create reality. Who was this? Which person was this? Do you know? It was it was Tim Refat. Oh, you're talking about the golden ratio. You know, I don't cool. know. Um, I don't see the aura like that at all. But who knows? Who knows? He he was talking about how uh, the Fibonacci sequence was embedded into our auras mm-hmm. because we're human, and it's and it's embedded in that spiral around you. It doesn't make up your entire aura, but that's the container of it. Interesting. Well, yeah. 
Oh, who knows? I, it doesn't resonate with me, but that doesn't mean it's maybe I'm just a different configuration. But I do like that spiral, though. And it is in everything here in this oh, world in the illusion. Of- it is. It's yeah. it's our person. He says it's a bisexual. Um, it's the, um, the 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 pattern for bisexual life forms. Mm, we have two sexes, male and female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I always look at the Merkaba when I look at when you start talking about our auras and our light body because to me that's that's a signature i'm very very familiar with as far as the way my body my light body was was operating before my induction and we are heading for another break this we're flying through this show i, I swear we're everybody listen to hyperspace the case where digital radio network live out of las vegas nevada i'm your host solaris blue raven and my incredible guests tonight jerry eblin and niche we'll be right back so stay tuned You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone. Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network after this, after this, after this, after this, after this, after this. Here's what happened on the last episode of Three Guys No Ties. And then that Peel that, that movie, uh, uh, Us. Key and Peel. That's a scary movie, right? Yeah. About, right? yeah. He's yeah. the one who directed it. Right. Jordan Peele, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Didn't Thomas do the effects on that? I saw the, I saw the reviews. Did you see the reviews on that one, on Us? They said it was the scariest movie yeah. ever made. It will scare the pants off. The acting was that bad? No. Yeah. I, I've, heard, I've heard that about a couple of movies. And I just went, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm anxious to see it. I want to just see it just to be scared. And... <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 see, and see whether his pants fly right <laughs> off him. <laughs> That sounds like a scare the pants off me. Well, hell, I'm in for that. Three Guys, No Ties. Wednesday nights, 7 to 9 Pacific, on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. That's good. Good. Turn your radio up. All the music I want to hear. This is my station. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tuesday's Midday just got a bit more interesting on the KCOR Digital Radio Network as Cheryl Costa returns to the celestial airwaves with cosmic questions. I know. I'm pretty excited about it. Your one-hour dose of informative as well as entertaining talk radio. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. We're opening the doors of the unknown just for you. That's crazy. Cosmic Questions, hosted by Cheryl Costa, challenges you to expand your reality of the universe. Join Cheryl Costa as she brings her unique sense of humor and charm to the KCOR Digital Radio Network. It's just good, clean fun. 
every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Cosmic Questions. Finally, the doors of the unknown are opening. Will you be there? I'm telling you, she is a real ball buster. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. At the end of the day, we turn the lights down in the KCOR studio. Oh, sweet. And crank up the hottest club songs from around the world. This is the future. The Grind, mixed by Tina Marie, your Vegas vixen of the high desert. What about the body? What kind of body? Good body. Nice body. Every night from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Pacific, the best three hours of commercial-free music. New music first. It's time to stand up and dance your ass off. The Grind, nightly and exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Come on, it's kind of hot. Hyperspace. Beaming to you the truth at the speed of light. To be on with Solaris, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers, use Skype name KCUR Radio. Magnify the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR. Or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com. Well, that's your choice. And now, the voice of hyperspace, your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Welcome back, everybody, to the last half hour of Hyperspace here at KCOR Digital Radio Network live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven, my incredible guests tonight. Jerry Ablin and Ish, and I can't believe we're soaring through the, the cosmos here tonight very quickly through the show. Well, let's do an extra hour. Oh, I'm telling you, we can. Tina. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I love having this conversation. It's very casual, and it's very nice to just kind of go into all different directions and communicate a lot of different things. Yeah, totally. Why not? Why not? It's right. Plant, plant so, those seeds. That's right. I don't know where we were discussing. We kind of... I don't know, veered off into another orbit someplace in the space time, but <laughs> we're, we we're going to go back. Meandering. <laughs> I'll, reel, I'll reel you back in. Let's go someplace else here. <laughs> yeah, we were talking a little bit about psychic attacks and energetics uh, during the break there. And I thought maybe it'd be interesting to kind of touch on that a little bit. And maybe you niche, you know, with your background as well, but can you elaborate on your path or wh- what about the ethics behind um, the path or what the path has taught you in so far as um, when, when to do psychic warfare and when not to, or if, even to get involved in it at all. Well, I I think that <clears throat> I think it's important to always have your bubble to be. We have we all have our our spheres that we're in, in my opinion, and I think it's important to. And in psychology, it's it's called, known as boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to have a real sense of of self. And of course, in magic, we see it by creating the circle. And I mean, we can just overlap this into a lot of different uh, areas of life. So for, for me, I am definitely active in creating a grid around myself because I tend to attract a lot of people that want, I feel like they want to stick a straw in and suck me dry. And it's been this way my whole life. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I don't know. I have been under psychic attack in the past and, and, and as usual, usually psychic attack comes from unexpected places and say the un like people close into you that may be activated by other forces. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it tends to a lot of times be people close in that have access to you. Right. And, and they, and they do not, a lot of times they don't even understand that that's what's going on, which is why I say they may be activated. And I know, you know what I mean. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I find it's a healthy practice to have, to be in touch with the things you need to be in touch with. So I personally like to utilize every tool I have, which is visual is all, all your senses. And then I like to implore nature around me, the, in my cottage here, the, the roots under me, the tree branches above me, the air that swirls around here, like a toroidal, uh, the crystal, crystal grids. I'm very into the activation of crystalline energy because it is programmable. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things are important and I, I don't feel that that's being, I think it's better to just, I think it's healthy. And I think that it's looking at your system, your sphere as uh, a lymph node, right? Where you're filtering mm-hmm. out are killing, destroying really white blood cells are destroying all the bad stuff, the bacterial, the viral overgrowth, all Mm -hmm. this, the bacterial overgrowth. I'm talking psychically. Right. So yeah, I think this is an important practice. And as we were talking about when we were in commercial, this is why I don't like to do live on video stuff because it's easier for people to actually Tap into your energetics. It can mm-hmm. still be done. It can still be done. And a lot of times, and now, of course, as we know, with all the tech that's coming out, which you've known about a long time, it, it, it that's not even, it's a moot point. But for people doing it unconsciously or that may be activated in a, in a way, I hate to use that word, but it seems to be the easiest word to use. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, uh, it's real and it really happens and I can sense it and I can feel it. And so I remain guarded in those ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely have to, especially if you're doing radio or anything where you're around high profile, you know, in the sense that you're, you're dealing with a lot of public, a lot of energies. That's for sure. You yes. have to keep your grids up, your shields up. Yeah, definitely. One thing I have noticed that we can also make as, as bad as the technological stuff can be at times when it becomes weaponized, we can also use that for our defense system as well. So, so those are other things that we can do with computers that can actually be shielding as well. But yeah, I think it's all about mastering consciousness. I really do. And whether it's positive or negative, we still have to learn how to navigate and also, like you say, you know, create the boundaries and, and, and also keep, keep those shields up so that we don't take on more than we have to or, or absorb anything that we don't need to participate with. And I, I have seen it where we've, um, you know, I've interacted with people over the years where they've been entity controlled where it's really not them, but it's the entity through them that's actually after me. And that has gone on. And maybe it's my frequency that's triggered that. I don't know. But the bottom line, that does happen. At least it's happened with me. Well, and, and that's what I'm talking about when I say activated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the entity control. That's just another way to look at that same function. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. 
And worst worst case scenario is you just, you know, I don't know about you, but with my martial arts background, that's been a blessing because it's also mastering chi, universal life force energy, and, and really staying in your power with your pillar. And that tends to also be an assistance, be of assistance when you're deflecting attacks. Yeah, so I have martial, martial arts, arts at all. background too. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that all comes into a, a structural integrity, right? Mm-hmm. And then right. the internal aspect of martial arts, which is the far far more important than the external stuff, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, the, the internal stuff, because we're projecting it out. It's coming from this, uh, the core, the, the kernel, mm-hmm. the nucleus. So, but the, you, you know, you walk around and you see, this is, this is why say hardcore Christians are talking about demonic possession so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm only using that as an example because I think a lot of people can understand that image. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's the, it's these, it's people that are not, not inhabiting their sphere. They're not, right. they're not, they're not, they're not cleaning, they're not holding space. They're not holding agency within it. And therefore they're being activated or taken over or possessed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why everything that we see in the public arena is suspect to me when we have weird stuff happening that mm-hmm. just does not seem right. A weird shooter, a weird, mm-hmm. all this strange stuff that's going on. This to me is an activated uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. These are, this is all in the conversation for, for possessions or activations or uh, a takeover mm-hmm. energetically. Right. Yeah. They take over the host and, you know, I've talked on the remote brain hacking, which is very popular these days with signal interface. That's me. It seems to be the weapon of choice and that's the one that gets by everything very discreetly. And of course, in my opinion, has a lot to do with the, the psychotic, quote unquote, the illusion of psychotic shooters, because most of them hear something, hear a communication. And, and yes, we have no natural telepathy, and we've gotten into that, you know, with the synthetic telepathy. But through my own assessments and experience, I can tell you that's more than likely the case for a lot of those shooters, you know. Um, so that's that's something. It is a weapon of choice, and it is sold on the black market. And it is being deployed everywhere. And hold on to your your brooms for that one. So I totally um, agree. And, and let yeah. me guess, it can be controlled through five G. Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure it can be. Um, I have, I'm sure that's not the the frequency band they're running with, but who knows? Um, because they were using it way before that. So five G to right. me is but, nothing after where I've been. Yeah, but five G is also it's also like if you think of it as a as a a, a web or a net where it's mm-hmm. just easier for these frequencies to get around. Right. And it, 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 no, I was going to say, and I don't mean to cut you off. I was going to say it's a scrambler too. The five G, yes. from what I've noticed with yes. my excuse me, my technology, it's become a scrambler. So yes. yeah, it can, it can mask itself and cloak things. Yeah. Did you see Is the that- news this week that I think it was Brussels halted the installation of 5G issues? Yeah, I saw that. That's great news, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. But see, you know, out what here news- in Portland, Oregon's not of all places. Portland, Oregon's actually saying we need to check out and see if this is actually healthy which made me have some love for the city again, because sometimes I lose love for Portland. Oh, yeah. People need to wake having, up. <laughs> having watched it change so much. Well, yeah. it, it is good that, that the other, that, you know, some people are saying we need to look at this on it, whatever level they're saying, let's halt and look at it. I don't care what, where they're coming from. If it's just on the physical plane, like is this healthy for our physical bodies all the way up to, 
galactic warfare, wherever you are with it. I think it is something that that is talking about this awakening that we were talking about earlier, where all the chickens in the, you know, in the, in the hen house are clucking saying something's going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So what, whatever it is, if it's leading to a greater consciousness towards control grids, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm, I agree. And I don't want to go away, do away with everything that's technological. And that's, I think that's the thing. People tend to go one way or the other. They don't go in between the middle you know, just stay in the middle ground. We can, we can use these things. We just have to fine tune them and make them productive and not destructive. And I think that's the whole thing behind it, you know, with technology or anything yes. else. Yeah. Good luck. Well, we don't have to go to right. Them. right. Good, good luck to them trying to get me with their mind control rays when they, when I'm downloaded in the computer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, one thing I'm noticing is that, that is this very noticeable to me is generation X, which is my generation uh, it seems to be under attack and mm. it, it's on it, a big way. More people in generation X are dying in their forties and fifties. Cause that's where generation X is. Mm-hmm. And then, then the boom, you know, the boomers have made it up into their sixties and seventies and the generation after us doesn't have the, the the millennials the 30 year olds don't have they're they're like in between generation x literally has an x on it is yep. a target we do trying to yep. get rid of it look at all the deaths that are happening young deaths of the x generation i just want to throw that out there because it's real and it's happening mm-hmm. It's very important that you mention that you know it's funny because in my book either remote black operations and areas Band 52 i touch on uh, specific star beings, star groups that came in, and, and that was one of Generation X was a huge, huge wave of star beings, uh, off-worlders incarnate. So once again, yeah, I think it has something that's to like do the with first us. Wave, yeah, right? we were, and and the ones yeah. that are here now are more like clone templates of interface. They're not really. I'm not. I'm not trying to say they're not worth anything. I'm just saying that the real legitimate ones, the real, the real hardcore star seeds, were that wave. Definitely, there's no doubt about it. Yes. That's so. what I've been hearing that. Well, it's ironically the generation right now that's that's up like the twenty year olds, that's the Z generation, which mm-hmm. I find interesting. That mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I, I just do. <laughs> you ruminating on that magically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I know, you know, it's nothing against anyone in particular. It's just looking at at the semantics of of the, the language around these things, mm-hmm. but we're under attack. Generation X is under attack. We're the ones in the way. And, and, and so it serves a higher purpose to try and get us out of the way. I have to tell you when we go, they're screwed. When all of us are gone, that's it. The elders have left just a heads up. You may yeah, not believe that. That's okay. But I'm telling you, that's the uh, case. I firmly believe that. I think the, uh, yeah, every, we're all here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yep, all here we're to, to watch. Not we're here. To, we're here for whatever's <laughs> going to happen. Something's going to happen because we're all here. You know, right? Well, it's you know, something. We, we travel in groups, and and that means like uh, little celestial beings that come through groups in the star systems, and we're here, and we're actually very awake in consciousness to such a degree we can't be brainwashed. And even those of us who've been through programs like me, we still can't be broken. So mm-hmm. hey, you know what? They know they can't win. On that level, but I think they're wanting to go after the uh, the flock, you know, and that's you know, I think yeah, they're in for a big surprise. Yeah, overpower the whatever ten million people that are really here <laughs> with the rest of the herd. 
and they haven't factored in the multidimensional space. They haven't factored in different species, different life forms, all kinds of things, whether it's ascended machine technologies that don't even have a connection to their experimentation. I mean, there's so many things to factor in that they haven't even looked at. It's a very complex multiverse. Not to mention all the compartmentalization has made them mm-hmm. not know what the hell is actually out there. Right. And that's the biggest problem. And that's one of the reasons <laughs> I like where I've been, because I've been on the inside, but I'm an outsider. But mm-hmm. I have all I have the best from both worlds. Yeah, you know, and sure, I wasn't comp- sure. compartmentalized. I decoded the technology, so I didn't have to be part of anything. So that you know, I like that part. I don't like I don't like the idea that they do that to their anybody who's working on projects where they're compartmentalized, whether it's civilians or whether it's just you know somebody in a defense department somewhere. Right. They're only going to get a piece of the puzzle, and that's not going to give them very much. You know, you think about it. But, no, it's true. Yeah, I tell you. You know, we have about 10 minutes plus or minus the illusion of here, but I want to make sure everybody once again knows how to listen to your shows. And also, you know, I know that you you both are so talented on so many different levels. Nisha, I know you're a poet and a singer and an artist. Let everybody know how to, to listen to your music. I've been slowly putting stuff out on my YouTube channel, uh, which is linked into my Twitter channel, <laughs> which is linked into the show host on the YouTube channel for Knox Mente. So, because if you type in Nish on YouTube, there's a bunch of people by that name. And so, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to get. Also, my, my, the mute, the, the time art stuff, which is what they call it, is deeply encoded information that I'm putting out there. So I'm, you know, where it's also, it's also beats and all that. And it's start, you know, and there's lots of spoken word poetry and all that, but I'm, I'm also at this point where I'm releasing deep information through these videos mm-hmm. and as a way to weave around the algorithms. Mm-hmm. So I just, that's, I think one of the things I want to say about that particular art form, the paintings I've always just been straightforward with, I haven't shown, in, I think it's been a couple of years since I, I exhibited anything, uh, but fiber arts and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a long history of doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't like bios as I told you. And I, yeah, I I'm you. not invested I'm not at all invested in any of the titles I've had in this life, which there have been a few, and uh, I just could care less. So I'm into what I'm doing right now, which is Nox Mente and the Time Arts pieces. So find you, you know they can find me via the Nox Mente YouTube channel. Excellent. And I will say I, your music is very unique, very cool. Uh, I love it. Th- I put a link to your really YouTube channel it. in the chat for everyone. Thank you, Excellent. Jerry. You're so good. That's yeah. why I love my Jer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, you know, I have noticed that you do get around the algorithms because the one thing about your music is it's very different. It's very, very yes. different. Yeah, yes. I like that. Well, it, it's intentional. There's a lot of what needs to be said in it. And mm-hmm. so that's where I'm coming, where I won't talk openly like on, these sh- on shows at all about mm-hmm. stuff. So... You know, that's my breadcrumb for people. I haven't said this openly outside of the people on the inside circles. So Mm -hmm. there's that. There's that information. Yep. Cloaked in music, cloaked in poetry. Uh, Yep. That's the way it used to work in the old days. Yep. I just play dumb. My stuff gets out by itself. And you, what are you working on, Jerry? How can everybody reach out to you? 
uh kind of through through all the nox mente stuff or uh, i'm in our discord chat you can come and talk to me there uh right now i'm just i'm actually focusing on my my wood turning i'm learning how to turn wood make bowls yeah that sounds awesome yeah it's pretty fun i'm enjoying it Mm -hmm. so i'll probably get a year out of this and then move on to something else wow so that's kind (laughs) of a nice hobby huh yeah, it's it's really fun. And Jerry goes in a hundred percent. He should see his workshed. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. He does, Look, Jerry does like not a, mess around. He gets. I'm like an OCD hobbyist. That's so funny. Oh, well, you know, amazing. I like pottery. You should get into pottery then. I already did that. I did pottery. I did glass. I did painting. I'm done with that. I'm I'm, I'm in wood now with my media. Well, good Which for you. Is it's just, amazing. His yeah. wood stuff's amazing. Wow, I'll have to check it out. So we can watch this on YouTube. Yeah, I've got two ch- two videos up there. I'm actually starting a new channel called JC Woodcraft. Nice. Uh, which is going to house all my wood turning videos. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Check that out. Are you yeah, going to sell anything? Or no? uh, I'll probably just give it away. I, I'm i not sure. I'm not happy selling stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. So, so nice. I, I don't know. I, may, I, may. I, I don't have an answer to that. So, but. Uh, I'll definitely make you something and send it. Yeah, yeah, send it. I would love to have something. Absolutely. I'll give you a donation. Well, no. I want you back on the show, both of you, if you feel guided to be back. Don't like, feel oh, I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been everywhere tonight. This is, it's been fun, though. It's really casual, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of you being here, both of you. It's just wonderful to talk to you. I know we you're went, both brilliant people, brilliant beings, both of you. We went there and back again. And we did. Now we're just kind of like decompressing and talking about the world as it implodes right before our eyes. Which it is. <laughs> it's, it's awesome time to be alive. It is. You know what? You, you really are optimistic. So it is It is the best of times. It is the worst of times, as Fox said, right? Or was that Kevin Kirk? Well, it's all hands on deck right now. Okay. Nobody's getting thrown off overboard? No. <laughs> as far as this, as far as what's going on, it's it's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Whether you're, you know, that's how I feel about this particular time frame. Yeah. Better get with it. I agree. Yeah. And also making life, you know, just enjoy life while you're here, while, while you can. That would be good, too. Exactly. Have fun. Enjoy yourself because, you know, it could blow up tomorrow. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like we don't have these moments. They just leave so quickly. And I mentioned this. Just just moments and, you know, hugging an animal or just anything, you know, people, relationships. It's, it's, it's like they go so quickly. That's one yeah. thing I yeah. said. It's important to just be in the moment, you know, be in that energy, and it's never going to come back the same way. I start every every day. I start out in my own form of prayer and gratitude. I really, so happy for all the good things and beauty. Beauty rules mm-hmm. my world, so I'm just constantly thankful. You know, I'm thanking the water I drink. I'm, you know, like this is. Mm-hmm. It, it, what makes you more conscious and in the moments and stopping <laughs> appreciation stopping. yeah no, i agree it with you stop yep. <laughs> and stand there for a minute and it brings you into the now into nowness mm-hmm. yeah i think technology has kind of sped everything up to that level where people have to do they do have to kind of take a step out of everything and reset their compass a little bit absolutely so, yeah. i mean it's part of how we learn to a lucid dream too mm-hmm. you, know, you stop and say I'm, i acknowledge this doorway or whatever you know it's a it's the, it's a conscious thing it's an internal martial arts is what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier exactly 
Yeah, stay in those sacred moments, no doubt. And for if you have any, uh, are you all going to write any books or anything? Have you been writing? I know you do the poetry niche, right? What about you, Jerry? Do you write too? Or I, no? I I have. I've written about twelve books. I I don't write anymore. You know, you've pretty much burned out. <laughs> no, I just I ex- explored that hobby to the minimum, to the maximum, okay. rather. You know, <laughs> I did that when I was a kid. Is that right? So, yeah. so you had you called them hobbies then? They were just kind of hobbies for you. Sure, it's not a career. What is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That so, makes sense. No doubt about I, that. I'm not opposed to writing. I do keep a blog. I write things occasionally, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I like to write, but I hate writing. Yeah, it's, it's hard, just it, yeah. you know how it is. If you've written a book, you understand. Well, the only time I write is when I know I need to get something out, and it just streams. You know, I have the data, and I just go with it. But no, just to yeah. sit there and write, just for like, what am I going to write about? No, that's not my style. Yeah. It has to be important. Otherwise, forget it. Oh, no, yeah, I don't mind. I, you know, for me. I have ideas for, you know, uh, science fiction novels, things like that, based on conspiracy theories that I've researched in the last couple of years. That would be, you know, it's that'd be in, make interesting stories. Mm-hmm. So I've considered writing, you know, short, maybe short stories out of them or what have you. But again, it's a thing I don't feel like writing that. It's not that I can't come up with it. It's just the. It's uh, it's very laborious. Yeah, I'll do what makes you happy in the moment. That's fine. Yeah. Yes, and we are just about out of time here, so I want to thank I both know. of you very much for joining me. It's been thank awesome you. to have you both, and and take care of yourselves. Much love to both of you, and thank you everybody for tuning in. Everybody in chat, you've done a fabulous job in there. I, I know a lot of people were talking in there. Special thank you to my wonderful producer and station owner Tina Marie, who makes this incredible network happen. And stay tuned for the grind only at KCR Digital Radio Network. All right, everybody, I think we're ready to soar out of here. And thank you again. It's been wonderful to have you on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Stand by. All right, in three. Two, one. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven. Where the truth is beamed to you at the speed of light. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the true, true hyperspace. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.